All right, that cowbell can only mean one thing. It's either I need more cowbell or it's time for the John Riggins Show. Here's Riggins. All righty, Toddy. We got uh, finally the NFL season is officially in the books. 2021 free agency begins tomorrow. No, that didn't for a few more. The, oh, please. The combine. Can we take what? a breath? Yeah, we got to take a breath. I want the underwear Olympics in Indianapolis. Well, they're not, I don't, they're not having the combine, are they? Is that right? I don't know. I don't. I have no clue. I don't. I don't. I've been completely. I think it's. I think it's, off. I think it's virtual. But we'll get back to you here because you know we have a nose for news here at TJRS. We do. So you do. Uh, how was the weekend? My weekend was pretty normal. I thought. Well, what did you? Were you going? Did you with? like the weekend? Did I like it? Yeah, I mean it was fine. It was a Super Bowl, but I mean, I mean it was a Super Bowl weekend. Not that that means a whole lot. The no, <laughs> the weekend that we finally learned who the halftime performer was. Oh, how was how was the weekend? The weekend. <laughs> oh wait a second, I've got a story. Maybe you know it. That's why you're asking me. <laughs> I'm getting in there, and you know, first of all, I got to tell you, the start out the game, I did what I normally do. I waited, I mean, I waited a good 45 minutes before I started the game. In other words, the game was in progress, but I had recorded it, so I fast-forward through all the commercials. You did that move again? Yeah, I did, because it's like, eh, I, I gotta tell you, after all these years, it's, and particularly after you've played in that game, there's something about it that's kind of bittersweet. Actually, it's more bitter than sweet. Is <laughs> that, you know, I'm a performer. That's what I've been on all my life, right? So when I see this, the big game, it's like, I want to be in it. I want, but at the same time, I can't sit, feel like I've missed out on a lot because there was nobody in the stands. You know, there's, that's what I play for is that immediate 20, gratification. 2,500. Okay. How many? 20. I think actually, I think the official number is 25,000. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I thought I heard it was something like that. So it was what, about one third full? So it maybe give you a little bit of a feel, but it didn't like you know you gotta nah, have them. You got a standing weird. room only is what the kind of crowds I like. A lot of cardboard cutouts. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, that you know that part was disappointing. So I, like I said, I just wanted to watch the game, get it over with, and go. Okay, so we could do the show on Monday and kind of put everything in perspective. But what happened was on the weekend. Take this however you want to play with it. Is that. Uh, I got the show, so I'm basically getting busy during, and you know, getting busy during the halftime because I think I was trying to cook dinner or whatever. And I thought, well, I'll do that at halftime. So all of a sudden, everything's going along, and, and my daughter Coco comes down and goes, "Daddy, can I?" Sixteen-year-old Coco. Sixteen-year-old Coco comes down and goes, uh, "Do you mind if I uh, restart this?" Because the weekend had already been, you know, he was about, oh. which I thought at that point, I thought the week, and I wasn't really paying attention to it. I thought the weekend was probably about, I don't know, three quarters of the way through his halftime show. Was he lost yet in the maze yet with the bandages and the... Todd, I'm not sure. I didn't, I just saw the tail end where everybody looked like they were walking around with a jock strap on their face. <laughs> And, you know, about, what, well, 85 well, marchers out there with jock straps on their it face. It was also and a, a COVID protector. <laughs> it still looked like a jock strap. But anyway, I mean, I thought that's what it was. I'm going, where's he going with it? Wow. Because I'm watching. But anyway, I had to let her replay it and start, start it all over again. So you got the weekend twice. I got the weekend twice. It's the weekend squared. So now that you ask me, did I have a good weekend? I got to go. <laughs> Ah, that is a loaded question, Todd. <laughs> Let's just say uh, 
if he was playing, if you gave me enough money, I'd go watch him live. If you'd have to pay me though, and it has to be considerable. Yeah. I would say, if you gave me a thousand dollars, I may it maybe a thousand dollars. I'd go see his performance, but I, you'd have pay me bottom line. I'd have to be a little bit desperate too. Five grand though, for five grand for sure, I would go to his concert. Okay. Well, we're going to. What about it. you? We're going. Ah. Would you have to yeah, be paid? Yeah. I, he just wasn't. That, that no, he, it does, that's not listen, my music. We are officially old farts. Okay. It yeah. does not. It does not speak to us. He ain't James Brown. Let me put you that way. <laughs> he's not. He's not I James mean, Brown. He's not Tina Turner. He's no, not a lot of people. No, I mean. He's not Elvis Presley. Super Bowl. Let's go ahead and do this part of it because I, I thought it was terrible. But but again, they're going for a different. Terrible. A different uh, demographic of worldwide kumbaya, international appeal, and yeah, that's cool. I mean, you it know, is but what it is. and you got to appreciate too the whole idea. Think about this: how complicated they made that because these people were down on the field, correct? They yep. didn't have a stage, so everything was performed on the grass. Which you know, you got to say for performer, that's got to be a little bit rough because you're used to dancing and having a hard surface underneath your feet. I would say very, very difficult to do. But to consider, you know, under the uh, auspices of the uh, virus that we've been under all this, I don't know, auspices might not be right, but the yeah. shadow, the shadow that hangs over everything um, that, you know, they pulled it off. So I, I give them that, but you're right. That Todd, let's be honest about this. Every time you see a halftime show in the Super Bowl, when was the last time you saw an entertainer, and I can't remember when that would be, that was targeted towards people in our particularly in, in my demographic. It's never going to happen. No, no, we're done. I don't, I'm trying Thanks to Thanks for playing. Tina Turner would be the kind of, you know, halftime show Listen, that I would, but... You, you Princess think, of my generation, I still think that was... Who? Prince? Prince. I still think that was the best one. Best one yeah, but you. think when he was playing and you were, he was more like in your wheelhouse, right? He yeah, was, it's within the last 20 years. 15. But they're going younger every year. I mean, you had Shakira and J-Lo... Last year, as we continue to break well, down, J-Lo uh, is old. <laughs> yes, isn't she? Yes, she's. I mean, so by their standards, that she's kind of international. She had a tour, and here's the other thing: they don't pay the halftime performers. That's right, you pay them. You pay it, and. Well, I don't weekend, know if you pay him, Mr. but they weekend, get you for nothing. Mr. Weekend said he he put in seven million bucks of his own money, because of the lift that you get. You're talking. He to, what? He put in. He paid seven million of his own money. To for that it, slot. For, well, to add into the. Uh, uh, into the performance. That guy's and got $7 million? <laughs> that guy's got over $100 million. Uh, where have I been? <laughs> I just ruined I'm your thinking weekend. That, first of all, <laughs> I figured this guy just came out and he just really was like <laughs> oh, lighting no, no, it up. No, no, going, no, no, where would he get no, $7 million? No, no, no. I Super Bowl halftime is not for pikers. There will be no... Yeah, uh, I knew that. No. In fact, uh, that started a few years back. So, Yeah. So you got the halftime. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to circle back around because the ratings, it took an extra day for them to calculate the ratings. And just tell me what you think the vibe was ratings-wise relative to historical Super Bowls past. Where did this fall? Well, you had, obviously, first of all, we got to back it way up. So you had two weeks before this game began. But, I, but from, from my household, and I'm not Mr. Sports Guy, I had no clue that a game was coming. In other words, we said it last week. There was no sizzle. There was no right. pizzazz. I, right. I just didn't get it. Um, they also, everybody was encouraged to stay home. No Super Bowl parties. And if you did, 
you know, social distancing, which obviously we know if you had a party, there was no social distancing, blah, blah, blah. But I, I just don't think that there was, and that, that, that's the irony, that there wasn't any buildup that I, that you could palpable, that was palpable to me. At the same time, from a, from a promoter's standpoint, it was one of the greatest games you could promote. Not necessarily the franchises involved, but the quarterbacks of the two teams. The storyline. You had the kid. It was literally the Cincinnati kid. The movie I refer to, you had the old guy that had been around forever, that had seen every card trick and possible and played every card hand there was, but the new guy that was really pretty good at what he did. You had that, you know, that was your storyline to build this thing up. And in the end, obviously, it, 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 you know, all that fell apart. But at least you had that to hype it. And I didn't ever feel that. I didn't ever get that feeling. So, I mean, I would I would think that actually the Super Bowl viewership, and yet here's the irony, everybody's clamoring for something to watch on TV because sports were taken away. Baseball was truncated. Hockey, I think. We're basketball. limited to where we can go in our daily lives. But basically 256, right, or something like that. Now, this didn't include the playoff game, but the NFL pulled off an entire season. They got yeah. every game in, won one game canceled. So you give them credit for that. But uh, I would say that it, as this relates to past Super Bowls, uh, viewership was down. The ratings were lower. Are you going to tell me they hit no, a new no, all-time high? You, you, no, you are correct. It was uh, it was uh, a clunker. Uh, lowest in 14 years. Is that right? Uh, 96.4 million watching. Now, they did have uh, record streaming numbers. So that's why it took an extra day to factor those numbers in. But even with those numbers, even with those numbers, because that added an additional 5.7 million viewers, average minute audience. The so they didn't get over 100. Uh, did not. So streaming numbers will continue to grow because that's the way of our world is, is that everything's being delivered. So what's that mean? Because I'm that uh, when you say there were people watching this game on an app on their uh, right, iPhone. Can, right. There are various. I believe it's Verizon and other ways that you could watch it digitally. Meaning that you could be. Watching so it's it not, on it's a computer. In, so, in other right. words, if but exactly. you watch it on an actual television, could it even have been digital? What we're talking about here, or was that be counted in the TV? No, that be that be counted. That be counted TV? in the TV numbers. Okay, so it depends on exactly how you uh, consume the game. Right. So that was ninety six point four million. Uh, it was one hundred two million last year. Kansas City knocking off San Francisco. And the most watched game, John, came in 2015 with 114.4 million viewers. Now, wow. interestingly enough, back to uh, the third, the three highest markets, TV markets that came in. Kansas City led the way, humongous shares. And boy, the Boston New England fans missed their Tommy Brady. Came Meaning in what? Two. They came huge, in? Huge, huge. Number two. And Tampa Bay, third, top metered markets. So Boston, well, I don't know. They probably got a similar amount of people in that area as, as the Tampa Bay area. In other words, that that is Boston. I guess that, I'm glad to hear you tell me that because I'm thinking I wondered what, you know, exactly how those fans felt about this. But clearly they wanted to watch it. And here's my here. I got a question real quick is has uh, how many telegrams has uh, number 12 got from Bill Belichick or. Robert Kraft, congratulating on yet another what, Super Bowl victory. I, I will tell you what, the uh, the New England Patriots as a team tweeted out on social media, congratulations to the GOAT, to, to Brady. They they actually did that and got rave reviews for 
being so magnanimous. Yeah, let's figure. So you also had Gronkowski who got two touchdowns and his beloved mm-hmm. in Boston as well. So, so Boston, uh, Boston came through. So now let's get into let's get into the game. Okay. Uh, here's where it gets weird. Uh, I mean, I have to say at this point in time that uh, I don't know exactly. I've said it before, and I'm going to say something that it's not controversial. It's just something that I personally felt as I was watching that game. The best quarterback did not win. Mahomes is light years ahead of Brady as a quarterback. He doesn't have near the wins, but I'm going to tell you something. That was the MVP of the game. Who was the MVP? I still don't Brady. know. It was Brady. It was Brady. And I figured it would be. Don't know why, because Jim Nance pretty much had him voted in before he got off the air. <laughs> Going through all, he threw three touchdown passes. I'm thinking to myself, those were screen passes. One of them was a screen pass. It's like, you know, I mean, when you think about it, the difference between Brady and Mahomes is like the difference between, uh, I guess, Frank Sinatra and uh, James Brown. That's the difference. One, I don't know if you've ever seen it it's seen in concert, but Frank, both of them. Frank sings. That's all he does. Sings. So there's James no Brown sings and dances. Right. And let me tell you something. When it comes to actually watching a quarterback, I was flat out, in my opinion. Patrick Mahomes was the MVP of this game. This, without his skills, what would you have been watching out there? What other quarterback could have survived what he had to try to survive? I was just, I was just talking. I was just at a doctor, doctor's office, and the doctors tell me, he said, they recorded, maybe you know this, that they think that they've, they, they've looked at the film, that they said he ran 500 yards during that game trying to throw a football. <laughs> I told you that. And, I tried, and the one play, the one play in particular, is the one where he looked like Superman. He's Ruin. parallel to the ground, and Tyreek Hill should have caught it. Hit him! It was a perfect pass. Hit him in the face mask. <laughs> Hit him in the face mask. I don't think it's like you're most watching. Most players watching. don't go to the uh-huh. losers. Most valuable players don't go to the losers. No, nobody would ever see. Nobody would ever think that. But in reality, it's really true. Without him on the field, it's almost like the very game that they played against Washington when uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor Heineke, Heineke, when he put the game together that he put the game, I mean, that he put together. I mean, when you think about it, I, and this is where I, I am astounded, and somebody would need to set me down because I don't know this part of the game of football, certainly at that level. And when you start talking about it, and even if you played 30, 40 years ago and played quarterback, you'd almost need a guy today and or an offensive coordinator to be able to tell you the nuances, what makes him different than other quarterbacks. Because when it's all, his arm, he's got a decent live arm. There's no question about that. He can put some stuff on the ball when he wants to. But he is a statue. He is a robot. He has athletic ability. You would look at him and go, very limited, very limited. I mean, you know. Do you think it's more decision-making? It's his decision-making ability. It's got to be exact. He is so unique right. in his ability. And the, and then, you know, and I don't know what how much of that to believe, but they talk about, you know, he goes in at 5 a.m. Well, maybe the, he was seen one time at 5 a.m. because he's actually leaving the building <laughs> as opposed to coming in the building that he was you, in there doing. You've changed your tone in a week's time here on Mr. Brady. How so? 
no, I, mean, I think last week you were a little bit willing to give him a little bit. Hey, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. No, no, I still am. I'm just saying that <laughs> that you know you're looking at me. I'm trying to figure it out. What? How could you possibly amass? This resume, how could you, this this legacy, how could you amass that? Because when you look at it, you had Tony Dungy say this a month and a half ago. <laughs> In his category, he was like number seven or Tony six. Tony subsequently retracted. He did? He did. <laughs> after, but you know, this is like bridge. mob rule, though. <laughs> this is mob rule here. Because people are gaga, slobbering all over just because all they look at is all the rings. But you got to look past that. I'm looking past that. I got the microscope out, and the microscope tells shows me a completely different story than what all the, the, the mouth breathers and the lambs, the sheep, want to tell you. <laughs> There is no, I just don't see it. But like I said, I'm actually trying to analyze it because there's something there that he has this really a unique ability. And it has to be that he knows where to go with the football. But also keep this in mind. How do you account for the fact that he doesn't get his jersey dirty? That's where the secret lies right there. Mm -hmm. Because there have been games where he gets his jersey dirty, and when those games happen, he's as average as the next he quarterback. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like he's it. He's as average as the next quarterback. And there's where the secret lies. He, and I think it is him alone, has the secret of how to get rid of the ball, when to get rid of the ball, where to go to it. And then go figure, what are the odds that he picks a team? And you can't say enough about, Tampa's defense, and I give you a lot of credit. You called this last week. You you said, hey, don't sell that defense short. Well, you know, they come into town here, and Taylor Heineke turns them inside out almost, and I'm going, what defense? But at the same time, they destroyed they destroyed Drew Brees. They destroyed uh, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going, you got to look at that. You got to be, be the best. I mean, think about those quarterbacks you just said, and then finish it off with Mahomes. Exactly. And they just strangled. And yet they couldn't do anything with Tyler. No. <laughs> well, Tyler, like, we thought what? we could just flick him in the air a couple of times what? and he was going to. What doesn't make sense about this? But but then you got to look at this. How easy was it to play quarterback for the Tampa Bucks when you had that defense going out on the field? I mean, on the one hand, you sound like you're dissing somebody and I'm not. But I just have always this is the first time ever in all these Super Bowls he's ever played in that it was a blowout. Think about that. Yeah. Ten Super Bowls. Ten Super Bowls. That's incredible. But all nine of those went down to the wire. Went yeah. right down to the wire. And this one was a blowout. And how? And what are the odds that he can pick a team out of 31 other teams that has a defense that good as, and walk in and actually start and where he left really off? really good offensive pieces around him. Yeah. That were legit because we talked about that too as a group with Leonard Fournette running the ball. And he came in the, late. He was were, late. Right. He had probably the best set of weapons that he over New England. He has had in forever. John, do you think it's something that is that it could it be something as either simple or as extraordinary as leadership that some people, most people don't have and well. never will? And that when he. When he signed with that team, when he walked in the building, it was a new sheriff in town. And this is a different way we're doing it. And everybody responded because, you, you, I mean, what else can it be? Because you're right. His athletic ability, at 43 years old, he is who he is. But that master computer making the reads and knowing what to do and been there a zillion times, that's on. But clearly, he lifted that organization 
Yeah, I agree with that. And a lot of that comes with, though, Todd, certainly stuff that he earned along the way. But it's almost where you get to that level of holiness, shall we say, right. that people start to think and it make people think in a different way. But at the same time, playing that position, and I didn't see anything necessarily that would lift your defense. I get that offensively. I get that. You're in the huddle with the guy, and, you know, there's a way, I suppose, that some people have a way of command their command and, and their presence in a huddle that makes that lifts other people up, I'm thinking. But for the defense, I don't necessarily see that. For the entire organization, does it? It's possible. Well, it was it's stunning to see the defensive players. He was hanging out with more of the defensive players in the postgame, doing the selfies and everything. Then they were saying, this is why we're here. I mean, it's weird. The likes of when you well, try you to go. put your finger on it, that he apparently just transformed everybody in that building in the organization. And even Bruce Arians. Who you know? Let's You've been reading, it. yeah. A rough You've been reading a lot. A rough and tumble guy who was like, yeah, I had nothing to do with this. The ultimate in humility. Well, clearly Bruce Arians had been on the cusp and had done a nice job in in Arizona before and coming into Tampa Bay. So I I don't know. It's freaky. I, I can't explain. I'd say it. that that's the best way to explain it. I mean, I think to me that that's exactly what it is. It's something that is ineffable and ineffable. Ineffable, in some ways, you can't. You know, it, 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 clearly he has. I think the French call it je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. He, he forty-three. Some... At forty-three, and to and and for that defense, do you know how much money you could have made? You could have got. I think the odds were twenty-five hundred to one that Mahomes would not throw a touchdown. No, that was that was. That was, I think, fifteen hundred to one, and that Kansas. Or no, would you bet one dollar you get fifteen hundred back? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That, that Patrick Mahomes would not throw a touchdown. I mean, he's never lost by double digits. He's never not done that as a right. team that they would not score the touchdown. Yeah. That was like either two thousand or twenty five hundred to one. Well, though you have to say this. I mean, it didn't look like it on Sunday, but one would have thought going into that game that Kansas City had an offense that just nobody was going to stop their offense. I, I don't know. What has Andy Reid said about the whole deal? I mean, in other words, and Eric Bieniemy. I mean, they they had nothing. They had nothing. Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for Tampa, he had something. He he had everything going on. I mean, it was, it was a jailbreak constantly after every snap of the ball, and Mahomes was trying to throw the football. But at the same time, I got to tell you, he did stuff as a quarterback to me that was those that actually made you look and go now see that's the way the quarterback position should be played stunning i can't i mean in other words it's it's a tale of two cities you know a tale of two quarterbacks don't, i really don't want to take anything away from tom brady and all of his accomplishments but let's be honest about it he's boring to watch it's boring to watch a quarterback play like that oh yeah too mahomes different. is a showman he does stuff that tom brady can't even dream of doing because he doesn't have that ability and never will have that ability. And I do believe when it's all said and done, it, he gets the proper t people around him that Mahomes, his, I don't know, the ceiling for that guy, I don't know if he has one. I mean, it's just stunning 
what I thought he was able to do in a in a situation where it was very difficult. And I have to say this. I have to get this out before I forget it. I got to tell you something. The fact they were playing in Tampa and Tampa and the way this game went down was eerily reminiscent. So you might say I was kind of having a hangover on Sunday watching what because it was a similar situation. The Washington favored by three over the oh. uh, the Los Angeles Raiders and playing in Tampa and ended up, and I think Washington scored nine points that day, and I think it was 38 was the other Remember score. I this was 31. <laughs> I mean, it was so eerily familiar. Washington had set a new record for offense and total points scored that season and went down there, and, and L.A. just went... <laughs> Just squeezed it you off. Just so, beat me to the punch. So John. it was just so. The score oh. was close, and and it was deflating by halftime. You kind of knew in both games too. And then and top this off, uh, for for uh, Fortnite's, Fortnite's run at the in shortly into the second half where it won. But it was almost like the run that Marcus Allen had. Yeah. It, it completely. Yeah. Changed. I mean, not actually. Plunkett had thrown a touchdown pass before that, but this was on top of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. They scored. They answered the touchdown that Washington scored to start the second half with a touchdown of their own, and then then got stopped. And they get the ball back, and Allen runs 70 yards for a touchdown. It was like, well, I don't think. And that's what Fortnite's run was all about. Yeah, it was like, no question. They got no shot now. It's, Gosh, just, it's eerie the similarities because Kansas City deserved. Every ounce of praise they got coming into that game, and fourteen to two against eleven and five. And you know the greatest show on turf, and Brady and them were on the come offensively. We told you how many points they've been racking up in the yeah. last six weeks, and the defense once they got those guys healthy, and Todd Bowles, my goodness, like you say, do you realize they how little they actually blitzed Mahomes, and and they really played. A, more zone, but the front line got it done for him. The defensive line got it done for him. Well, that makes me wonder um, because what was Kansas City missing both their offensive tackles? Right, that's the one thing we talked about earlier in the week. Both their starting tackles, and so they and and that, and that that's was the big. That was the biggest thing probably because Mahomes was running for his life in, in the second half. Well, actually, in the first half it was the same thing, but then they they were doing a great job of. Uh, of what do you call it, covering the Contained, receivers. Yeah. They couldn't get in, you know, and then you had Kelsey, he drops a ball, which is, an, you know, another stuff when you're trying to bail out. I thought for sure maybe the game had tur turned on that, you know, four, uh, what do you call it, four shots from the one-yard line. Right. The Kansas City defense holds right. them out. I mean, right. I'm going, oh, that'll galvanize yeah. a football team like nothing else. Nah, not really. No. <laughs> I mean, that was when – and they come out of the one-yard line, and uh, that's the pass that Kelsey drops for a huge gain. They'd, they'd have gotten the ball about on the 30 then. It was like, eh, eh, it wasn't going to happen, guys. It's something well, going on. I'd say pre-natural. Uh, Tampa, Tampa as a city is rolling. Oh, I can imagine. But I'm wondering now. Team played in the World Series, team that won the Stanley Cup, team that won the Super Bowl. Three three champions and three different They don't big have an sports. NBA team. They, oh, that's right. <laughs> they got to go to Orlando for They're, that, that's right? right? That's but right. But that's just right around the corner for them. Yeah, it was it was a very uh, impressive display. But like, as I was saying earlier, the, it was just what you said, I think the, the most astounding part of the day was really, I don't think, but then maybe if you factor the tackles in, then you go, okay, but you still wouldn't have seen this coming, that Mahomes, that there was going to be no touchdown passes by Kansas City. And how about, and, and uh, Hill, 
He didn't do anything. No. They he had was him shut down. completely he was shut put down. him in a box. It was it's they so, put him in a in a cage and said, Sorry, son, you can't go anywhere. You know, today. in the ultimate chess game, right? You gotta give props to the the, the you know uh Arians and, and and Todd Bowles and, and uh Yeah, and uh the kid from uh from Marshall and our very own Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich right here in DC. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right, Rigo. Any commercials grab your attention? Good. Bad, I didn't and see enough of them to oh, really right. know. You were I did. In the second half, I must that I didn't go get a beer, but I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to anything. I, I and I, and, you know, part of it I will say this is I was a little bit jaundiced before it even started, and that's why I didn't pay attention to them, because basically they said that uh, that they were going to be not so. They weren't going to be real serious. In other words, they kind of gave you an idea that there was almost like a foreboding that don't expect too much out of these commercials right. to be funny or don't do this. Right. And I'm thinking, well, I, I'm kind of good on any of these messages that you want to tell me. So right. I don't need any more politics. I just, you know. It was about comfort and uh, community. And they were not good. Uh, not good at all. I mean, they're getting... It's stunning how little they registered what was, with uh, the populace. What was Bruce Springsteen selling? I know Jeep. he went to Kansas. Jeep. Oh, that was Jeep. And he went all the way to Lebanon, Kansas. It, which is, is that the center? I'm, I'm guessing out in Norton, Norton County or someplace. Not very far off of high, U.S. Highway 36, which runs through Seneca, which is only about eight miles from Centray. So uh, that is getting panned. Uh, the Springsteen ad was considered too preachy. And uh, it, the bulk of the population did not. Yeah, I don't think this, this is where, like I said, did anybody based on what's gone on in this country? And this is where I have no idea. I'm not in advertising, although I did take marketing at the University of Kansas, William Allen White School of Journalism. <laughs> That's so, a, so you got your bona fides. Basically, I know what, what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, after the tumult this country has been through for basically almost 12 months, you know, with At least. whatever you want to call it, you know, the rioting and the, the virus and all this stuff, the last thing, you, I mean, I would think that you want commercials that would probably lift your spirits. And did, did any of them make you laugh? Yeah, and they, rather, they they stayed away from that. Well, there were a handful. There were a handful. The John well, the John Cena uh, Mountain Dew commercial. I've scored, seen his scored very well. Actually, that scored the highest. Is that right? That scored the highest. I don't I don't get the John Cena thing, but I'm not into wrestling, so don't come at. Well, that didn't Dwayne Johnson be the same <laughs> thing you for you, Rock? There you go. Uh, but there were a, a Springsteen's Jeep ad was 57 percent negative. negative. Dude, yeah. And I would say there was one with Tracy Morgan in it. That was. Yeah, I saw that one, but I only saw a piece of it. That one was. I'm trying to think, too. What other? Oh, the State Farm spot also with uh, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Jake. And they had uh, Paul Rudd and Drake. That scored pretty well. And where is the Yeah, one? I didn't see any of these. I must. Have, I don't know what I did during the commercials. Well, you. you I must have you went, were, took a nap. You had your old. T but like I said in the very beginning, I just you know I fast forward through all the commercials, which was great. It really was. It's the only way to watch a football game. I'm I'm thoroughly convinced of it. Well, maybe not during the Super Bowl. Maybe I need to re recalibrate that for next year. But I think that was pretty much it. All right, Rigo. Um, as 
we we do need to make note of a uh, legendary coach that just passed oh, away yeah. uh, today, uh, and he had a stint here in Washington. And I'd love to hear your opinion on Marty Schottenheimer, who uh, who passed away at 77 uh, after a lengthy illness. You know, I I don't think I mean you. It's really weird to be able to say this because I never played for Coach Schottenheimer, but he is in a league that. It's kind of where Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are. Yeah. Not that he ever – he never did take a team to a Super Bowl. It's like Bill Parcells. He's one of those few coaches. We Bubank is one of the few coaches. I think he still may be the only coach to actually win two championships with two different teams. Mm -hmm. I think that may be true. But if you look at – I was looking at his record last week, and they said he was in hospice. He's, he won over 200 games. Uh, unfortunately, when you got – One to, of only eight coaches. To win that many games, exactly. He and there are so many coaches in the Hall of Fame that are ahead of him that you just kind of have to scratch your head. He's the only non-active coach that's not in the Hall of Fame. All right. And it, but where I was going to take it was when he came here. I, I'll never forget. I don't know why I did this. This isn't like me, but I was doing something with the team. I think that he had actually invited a bunch of the players, older players, to come down. And have and eat dinner with the team when they were over, you know, at a hotel that was out by the park there. And so I, you know, I made a point to come down. And I remember I had a chance to be just one on one with him. And I, and I offered. I said, well, I said, you know, uh, Marty. I said, you know, when you guys get to training camp, I'd be happy to come in the night. You know, when you all get together or whatever, and you know, address the team. And he goes, and he looked at me and just kind of grinned like, no. <laughs> and he pointed at himself and said. I'm, I'm the guy that does that. So it was like new so, sheriff in town. <laughs> exactly. I don't need. And your, he was only here a year. And he, but <laughs> this is what. Yeah, right. It would actually it would have been before the season started because right. it was. It was like you were trying to, you know, pitch in and maybe and help out. And it kind of it kind of I went well, okay. You know, I kind of <laughs> gave. But I have to say, regardless of all that, the guy knew what he was doing. You can't do what he did. He was in Cleveland playoffs, Kansas City playoffs, Washington got cut short. He would have made go playoffs. Play, exactly. And, and, but it seemed to me the very thing that got him there was also the thing that kept him out. There was something about that he he wanted it too bad. I was doing the playoff game for the with the New York Jets. In San Diego out there, and I was do, doing it for Westwood One. Mm -hmm. I forget the about 2003, four, maybe somewhere along in 2004. there. 2004. Is that when it was? And uh, they went 12 and four. He ends up, the coach gets a 15 yard unsportsmanlike penalty called on him, Schottenheimer did, because he walked almost all the way out into the middle of the field. And the. You. I mean, I'm thinking. Well, that may tell you that he, you know, sometimes people want something so bad that they want it too bad, and it just always manages to just stay out of their grasp. And I think he might have been one of those guys mm. because you can't you can't take anything away from him. He was a heck of a football coach to be able to do what he did. I mean, to me, that's postseason thirteen times out that, of twenty one years, and that's what I'm saying. That to me is the epitome. Not only you know where you can get in a situation and have a good run because you just had everything in the right, but to be able to pack it up, take it on the road, go to another franchise, and do the same thing. I'm telling you, to me, that's the mark. That's the mark of a guy that knows what he's doing. Three franchises: Cleveland, 
Kansas City, San Diego. We'll never know here. We all know that. Remember, oh, what, he was what, going. They, what they start out? 0-5? And, and, and finished 8-8 eight and eight with Tony Banks as your quarterback. <laughs> How many times do we have to say that? I mean, well, I'll got, tell you what. Here's another one for you. So after, <laughs> after Joe Montana retired, he took the Chiefs back to the playoffs with these two quarterbacking legends, Steve Bono and Elvis Gerbach. <laughs> Wait a second. He took those were the quarterbacks. Yes, yes. What do you mean after uh, Montana, Montana left? Montana left. Yes. Oh, yeah, and that's kind of weird. Now that to flip this in because you bring up Joe Montana, I think before. I mean, if you're a former quarterback in the NFL, can you actually go out in public now? I mean, because people point at you and go, you're not Tom Brady. I mean, it's like, thank God he wasn't a running back. I would just basically, I'd probably go hang myself because it's like, I mean. Joe had a nice Guinness beer commercial. Huh? Joe, Joe was pimping Guinness beer. Oh, in the Super Bowl. Oh, he was? Yeah. Yeah. well, what's what's odd about this though is, and this, we talked about this a little bit, but I don't think take any athlete in any sport. What 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 pantheon is he in now? I I mean, clearly, has he even transcended Tiger Woods? Tom Brady. Yes. Well, it's fascinating you say that because you know, and I don't know if and, it, and who else is in that conversation. Well, here's here's who's in the conversation, and it, and it's so funny because. This is where Twitter is such a cesspool. And so so naturally, as everybody's got to gin up, oh, my gosh, he's this, he's that. So now it goes to. I could tell that you've been reading way too I, much. Unfortunately, I they still have made to news, you, junkie. They do. It They've gotten me. to it you. It pisses me off. Your mind is not right. So I've been doing this for 35 years, and it's just starting to piss me off because it's it's like it, it, you realize you go through life. Who cares? Can't we all? So it's Michael Jordan. Oh, clearly. Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Then they threw in Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Then everybody has to go old school and say, what about Bill Russell? Still's got Bill's, what, 11? He's been to 11 championship yeah, games. Yeah, he got 11, won 11, and it would, like, never be touched, you know. So, let's see. So then, if that's not good enough, it's then people, they go, well, what about Serena Williams? Then they start going down. Then if that's not good enough, the international community weighs in, and they say, Tom Brady, the greatest ever. What about, what about Neymar, Pele, and everybody starts going that route, and then you're like, oh my God, this rabbit hole that we've gone down. Stop. That's when you realize there's no such critter. There is no greatest of all time. Right. It doesn't exist. In a team exist. sport like football, it, it's a fantasy that people want to play constantly. It's why people go to coffee shops so they can argue and <laughs> right. feel like. Right. And, and and thank God for this, though. Otherwise, they'd be talking. Politics, and, or and you know, let's talk about the guns would be drawn. As huh? you said back in Centralia or any 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 you know coffee shop across America, whatever. What are we talking about today? It's the water cooler chat. Oh, but unfortunately, this stuff is served up as news or important or otherwise, and it's manufactured, folks. It's manufactured debate in which there is no right answer. But uh, I do think you can a big differential though in individual sports. Golf or tennis? Yeah. Okay. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly, right? That argue, and right? I, I'll say that right now. Or track. You know, in other right. words, you ain't going to get an argument out of me that Usain Bolt is the greatest sprinter of all time. No question. Now, 
As I say that, though, I have to say Bob Hayes, Jesse Owens, give them today's modern techniques and ability to train, a whole different critter, you know, a whole different ball game. So I think what you have to look at is, you know, people that were peers in every era that goes by, and that changes from year to year. I honestly believe that. There, there's no such thing as somebody that would dominate, you know. I mean, Goliath, you know, back in, what, 2000, I mean – what the year 100 or was this before i don't know when he fought david i don't remember that battle but you know he was kicking some serious booty out there yeah, back but in those he didn't days. go against tom brady we'll see but then tom brady is goliath in his own way so goliath meet this goliath well i think the goliath and me as goliath i think i'm gonna have to wrap this up and uh we'll see you when will we see everybody we will see again? you on friday okay very good rigo out. <laughs> <laughs>